Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by my golf spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green, all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores a golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Tomorrow's going to be better than today. Hey everybody, welcome to Grilling at the Green here on uh, AM 860 in the Portland area and of course uh, stations in Texas and Oklahoma and the Golf News Network um, 24-7 channel on iHeart there. This segment is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended, and also our friends John Breaker and his family over at Birdie Ball. Birdie Ball was rated the uh, number one Portable putting mat in 2020. Well, the LPGA is coming back to town at the end of August, 1st of September. Um, and we've got Mark Gans back with us. Uh, Mark's always a pleasure to have on the show. And uh, we're going to be talking about that as soon as I set my timer here, Mark, which is okay. I can catch up. But um, welcome. Thank you. Good to be with you. And we have a lot to cover to this time. I've got hopefully information to share about the field. The likely field of players. I've got information about sponsorship. Have some information about the family activities we're going to have out there this year. Um, oh. Some on the AM Open that is, you know, we was one of our innovations uh, amongst all the LPGA uh, tournaments and probably right. PGA as well. Um, and then I have some information about some requests for your listeners uh, in terms of ways they could get involved with the tournament. Uh, okay. To successful we can do that well let's let's start with uh who's in the field okay well we will not have the the actual we never get the firm official last listing until august 14th and as you know players have time to opt in and opt out up until that point but we do know that six of the nine players um, on the rolex world rankings have already signed up uh this includes one of our former champions, uh, Jin Young Ko from Korea, Lydia Ko mm-hmm. from um, New Zealand, and and then our most recent U.S. Open champion, Allison Corpus. Uh, other names uh, that you, I think your listeners would recognize that are coming, uh, Brooke Henderson, Daniel Kang, Jennifer Kupcho, Charlie Hull, who put on that tremendous display on Sunday at the right. U.S. Open. Right. And then last week's winner, Lynn Grant from... Uh, Sweden, as well as NG Chun, uh, Gabby Lopez, and HJ Choi, just to name a few. Uh, we have um, most of our past champions, if not all of them, are playing Andrea Lee, Hannah Green, Marina Alex, Stacey Lewis, Christy Kerr, as well as Jin Young Ko um, and Brooke Henderson, as I mentioned earlier. They're all coming. Um, and all of the players who finished in the top 15 on our leaderboard last year have signed on early and placed their names in. Um, the one that we don't know for sure is Rose Zhang, who's kind of the new sensation. Right. Uh, we know her agent, and he has told us that he would love for her to play in Portland. Um, he's he's encouraged her to do so, but just doesn't know yet. It's not a – it's not um, – 
it's not that it's in danger. We just don't know. I mean, she's so new on the on the tour, and she's still trying to figure out her rhythm of play and how mm-hmm. this all fits in. Um, the one thing that we have going for us this year, from the in terms of strength of field, is is that the Canadian Open, which is um, not a major, but it's close, mm-hmm. uh, is in uh, the Vancouver region this year. And so it makes it a lot easier for the players to just come right down to Portland. Whereas in, you know, when the Canadian open, which usually precedes our tournament, when it's back back, east, it's a much more difficult thing. Uh, It's a longer putt, shall we say? Yes. Um, So that's where we are on the field, Jeff. Um, We're pretty excited about it. Uh, You know, I think uh, one of the things that we have going for us is, uh, players uniformly love the Columbia Edgewater track. They do. And, and they love coming to Portland, despite all of Portland's warts. <laughs> uh, you know, it still is a very popular place for, for people to come, uh, you know, players to come and they enjoy it. And and so, um, you know, that's that's a good thing for our tournament. Well, uh, the tournament's got a, a really good history. The tournament has always taken very good care of the players. Yeah. Um, they enjoy it. A lot of those younger players, I don't know how much they do this anymore, but you know, people used to host the players. Oh yeah. That still is a very, that's a thing here. Yeah. Um, and they, they make lifelong friends that way and they, they love to come back here. Yeah. I mean, our family, we hosted Allison Lee, who's having a nice resurgence, um, after many years in the desert. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, this year she's been very competitive. And, uh, but anyway, she, she always used to stay with us, uh, when she was, um, first out of college and it was great for our kids. And it was, I think, great for her. I mean, clearly it's economically advantageous because then they're really, their only expense is renting a car. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's great. And all the years I've been covering the, uh, the Portland classic, it's always funny to, well, you know, how us, um, uh, sneaking conniving reporters you know slither around the course mark but it but in in all seriousness we always seem to end up standing next to somebody who is a host for one of the players and mm-hmm. they follow them they're there every day uh, they love it of course when the player makes the cut but if you really step back and look at that not to over embellish this at all i'm not but they really have a fondness for those players and those players have a fondness for those people, and they never would have met them had they not been a host for a player. Right. Yeah, so that's that's a very good good thing there. Um, let's talk about. Uh, you said you had some new news on some sponsors. So yeah, so this will be um, the first year in a few years that we don't. We're you know we we will not have a title sponsor by name um, in the tournament, but mm-hmm. that's not. I, it, the irony of that, that may sound like, oh, that's a that's a problem. Um, actually not, um, because we have two um, sponsors that together are have made a, a significant sponsorship. Um, and that's Umqua Bank and Cambia Health Solutions. As you know, Cambia yeah. was a long time title. That's how I got involved with the tournament. Um, but uh but uh, you know, neither of them at this point um, can be. I think Umqua's um, definitely evaluating um, 
a potential title sponsorship over time. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not trading on any inside information, but I just, I think that now with their merger with Columbia Bank and and they're in all the process of um, integrating the two entities, mm-hmm. that is their primary focus. So the fact that they have um, increased their sponsorship over last year and are playing at an even more significant level in the midst of all that internal change, I think is really, I'm so happy uh, and, and appreciative of their commitment. And Cambia has been stalwart and and I'm really appreciative of that. The The interesting news though, is the way when, when I was at Cambia and we took over the title sponsorship, one of the key tenets of our vision was to build out the base so that it wasn't just all about the title sponsor, that it was about a group of companies that were committed and that it be a real community um, effort, joint effort. And that vision is robust and being realized. Uh, we We didn't lose a single sponsor from last year. Several of those sponsors increased their commitment this year. And we've added another, I think, 15 sponsors that have not sponsored the tournament either ever before or in a very long time. And so we have a robust base of over 25, you know, what I would call significant community sponsors. Sure. And that that's what will make this tournament, you know, be here for another 52 years is that kind of broader base. And you know, when you rely only on a single title or a title and a, um, you know, it's important and good to have those. That yeah, is important, but to rely overweight on a single or maybe two sponsors for the life of the tournament is a risk, and 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 it's much better to have a base. So we're excited about that, and and I feel very good about how the tournament is coming together this year, um, and you know how we are doing. You know what it looks like financially and our ability to put on a really first class tournament. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back in a couple of minutes with Mark Cans. He's the CEO of Tournament Golf Foundation, and he is um, helping steer the ship for the Portland Classic coming up here in a few weeks. Please stay with us. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to uh, Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. We've got a new little segment we're putting in the show starting today. Uh, this is, if I can say this right, now bear with me, Mark, for a minute. Uh, this is your Golf trip travel tip. How's that? Say that three times. Of course, when a lot of people come out to the Northwest and they they want to come on a golf trip, it's band and dudes. That's, you know, it's always in the top 10 of the best courses for golf digest and golf and all those places. So here's just a few facts for you. 
Uh, Bannon Dunes is about 242, 245 miles, four plus hours of driving from Portland. It's about two hours from Eugene. You can actually fly into North Bend down there. A couple of things, though, you should always be prepared for all types of weather, no matter what time of the year it is, because uh, it can be beautiful for a while and something can blow in. And uh, there's a lot of wind there to get more, a little more wind in the summer, actually. Green fees vary depending upon the time of year. You want to make your reservations far, far in advance. Caddies are around $100 plus the tip, and all the restaurants are good. The ground shuttle on the property is excellent and uh, recommended if you get a chance to go to Bandon Dunes. Our golf trip tip was brought to you by the Weston dealerships. Since 1975, Weston dealerships have focused on one thing, and that's customer service. And after 39 years, that has not changed one lick. In fact, it's Weston's number one item on their to-do list. I do believe they will always be number one on their list because I've known the family, myself, personally, my whole life. And there's no better people to deal with. That's Weston Kia and Weston GMC Buick over on Southeast Stark in Gresham. All right, let's get back and talk more with uh, our friend of the show, because he's on here on a rather frequent basis, which I like. Mark Gans, the CEO of Tournament Golf Foundation. Uh, we were talking in the first segment about how the, the players love to come to Portland. They love Columbia Edgewater, Mark. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, you had to move the tournament up to the Oregon Golf Club in Westland, and now it's back at Columbia Edgewater. As the as two local boys, I should say, I wanted to ask one local boy to another: Has the city of Portland been more conducive to your suggestions in dealing with certain issues around, like on Thirty Third Avenue and stuff over there? So we have not um, had any you know, like specific focused conversations with the city this year. Mm -hmm. um, we are, we have noticed in a positive way that when the um, electrified uh, race, race car event happened earlier this summer uh, and events like that, the Rose Festival, uh, the city has, I think has gone out of its way to uh, make sure that patrons of those events um, are safe mm -hmm. and have a, um, you know, a trouble-free yeah, way of enjoying those events. Uh, we expect the same uh, since this is a, one of those foundational, uh, one of the really truly foundational summer events uh, that happen here in Portland um, where there are global eyeballs on the city. Oh yeah. And I think they, they understand that. I don't think they take it for granted. And, and so I'm, I'm confident, uh, you know, that that our event will be a good one and will not be uh, hindered. Either the players or the fans will be hindered at all. This I, I would note, you know, the one thing that we do have more direct control over, or, you know, in terms of an engaged relationship is Columbia Edgewater itself. And they take it very seriously. And and, you know, the only thing that we have to do is we've had to invest a lot more money in security than we've ever had to invest, you know, over the last three years. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, that adds a burden to us being able to financially uh, make ends meet with this tournament. But it's unfortunately the reality. And, you know, our we want to make sure that people feel they can come out and enjoy themselves. Last year was a very good example. We had all kinds of families out and we really took our game up in terms of family fun and family engagement. Um, 
that were very successful. I don't know if I told you, but we actually won an award from the LPGA for the family fun zone oh. that, um, that we created last year uh, with the partnership of Discover Golf. And then Umqua, um, you know, they were the sponsor of the family fun zone and they threw in free snow cones for the kids. And oh my gosh, you know, that was a huge hit. Uh, and we had several families that came on like Friday and then they came back on Saturday because the kids wanted to come to the family, family fun zone and, you know, compete in those little fun little games. Sure. Um, we also had the par three tournament, which was for junior golfers um, on Saturday afternoon. We're doing that again. And, uh, you know, and I, so I feel that the engagement and that with the, the ability to create a safe zone for families to feel comfortable coming out and truly enjoy this, this Portland icon um, of an event uh, was, was very good last year. And I expect it to be the same this year. So what's your favorite flavor of snow cone, Mark? <laughs> when I was a kid, I was always drawn to the blue flavor. I didn't right. even know what it was. It was probably blue raspberries, but but I just loved that color of blue. <laughs> so I always wanted that one. My mine was either grape or lime. I, okay. I yeah, I was. I've always been. A, I still every once in a while, a couple times a year, I buy a big bottle of uh, grape crush. Yes, that's my treat. Okay, so <laughs> it's that's it's not great. single malt; it's grape crush. I, yeah. I'm going to tell you that, but it, it's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot of fun to do that. Um, before we go to break here, because we just got like 70 seconds or 60 seconds left, how is the uh, how is the activities for the whole family, not just the kids, but you know they can go out there, they can watch the players yeah. uh, warm up. There's uh, food trucks there, that type of thing. Um, give me a real quick answer and we'll pick it up on the other side too. Well, okay. we're actually expanding the the whole um, activity area around the driving range. Uh-huh. And we'll have uh, five of the best food trucks again back. Um, but a couple of our sponsors are setting, you know, they want to have their sort of engagement zones right there um, at the, around the driving range. So that will be, I think families will notice an increased presence and an increased fun around that because the family fun zone is out near the parking lot. So it's a little bit distant from the action, but um, so we're really taking the game up around the driving range. We also will have more pavilions um, that you'll, you'll see around this year, um, which is great. I think the, the, you know, the seating around the 18th green, which has always been kind of the A plus place, sure. that's going to be expanded somewhat. Absolutely. We're going to take another break. We're going to be back with Mark Gans, CEO of Tournament Golf Foundation, because the Portland Classic is coming up August 31st through uh, September 3rd at Columbia Edgewater. You don't want to miss that. We'll be right back. Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by my golf spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com. Welcome back to Grilling It's Green. I'm JT. We've got uh, 
thanks to give out to uh, Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. And also something new for you here, pig powder. As you know, I do another I do another show, a barbecue show. And uh, pig powder was created by my co-host's father on the other show, uh, Jim Cab. It's won the Best on the Planet Award. So just go to pigpowder.com. I recommend it. I actually use it when I'm cooking on TV and stuff. So I'd give it a shot. Go to pigpowder.com. And actually, Ms. Whippin will make sure you get your own bottle of that. Now, let's get back to talk with uh, Mark Gans from Tournament Golf Foundation. What's the total prize money this year, Mark? Uh, it's at this point the same as last. The purse is the same size. Uh, the, you know, that still remains one of our goals. We increased it last year and, and that was good, but we want to increase the purse. That's one of our key goals going forward. And, um, you know, next year, as we're having conversations with a number of different companies who are who want to have the conversations around title sponsorship. That's another new thing. We have in the entire time I've been involved with the tournament, we have not had the level of interest in title sponsor ever. The same level of interest in terms of, of not just one company that we're um, having conversations with, but but multiple companies. And so that's that's a new development. But one of the things that I've been stressing with uh, the leaders of those companies when we talk is the importance of the purse and that them being a title sponsor is critical to us being able to increase the purse because women's golf is really becoming, um, you know, it, it is one of the, the, the hottest women's sports, professional sports um, for companies to get involved with right now. And, and so we got to keep up, you know, because if our purse stays, um, stagnant while others are all going up and they are, and it, they, I'm glad they are because women should, should earn as much as men sure. They play every bit as good a game. And, you know, the old trope that, well, they don't hit it as far or whatever. Just look at the stats from 150 yards in, which is where that, you know, that's where people win or lose tournaments. And they actually exceed men, uh, the the PGA, and in some of the most key statistics. So it is a it's a great game to watch, and corporations are, I think, really waking up to that. So we are, you know, that's the good news. And and what that does though is create a challenge for us to, to keep up because I want women to earn the same that men will earn. That's my <laughs> been my goal for years. So that's it's. That's an area we're working on. And, you know, one thing just kind of as a tie into that, that, I have a couple of requests for your listeners to seriously consider. Okay. First is, is volunteers make a tournament go. And we're ahead of plan right now for volunteers for this year, but we, we definitely need more and want more. And if you would like to volunteer at the event as a, mar you know, as a marshal or, you know, there's so many different roles you can play. Um, or if you want to be a volunteer caddy in the pro-am, which is on the Wednesday of that week, um, you just need to go to www.portlandclassic.com. And there's an easy way to sign up. And being a volunteer is a lot of fun. Uh, you get a lot of interaction with the players and with the fans and you get you know wonderful access when you're not on shift if you you know you it's like 
you know, you're, you're inside the ropes already, if you will, right. and go right. out there. So that be, that would be certainly a key request. Obviously we have one pro-am um, slot open. We've done very well with selling pro-am spots, but we have one that's open. So if any of your listeners want to buy a foursome in the pro-am, I don't have the price for you right here, but it's, it, if you go on to the website again, you can navigate to um, a place where you can you can become yeah. um, you, you can become a, a part of the program on Wednesday, <laughs> uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, and then the other thing is buy your tickets. Uh, we've made tickets very doable. You can do that on www.portlandclassic.com. Um, we've uh, ticket prices are at ten dollars a day. $5 for seniors over 65. Uh, parking is $5 with all the funds being donated to either the Boy Scouts or the Soapbox Derby um, for parking. And with regard to the tickets and just generally, we're working with the Maurice Lucas Foundation for Kids, the Harbor of Hope, which is a organization uh, uh, ministering to the homeless population, sure. as well as Oregon Junior Golf. So just know that you know your participation with the tournament is is helping you know some very important local charities, uh, and you know that that's so you can not only have a good time but feel good about doing it as well. Well, I think so, and I think I people like I said when I've been a photographer out there and stuff or covering it for not just this show but other shows. Uh, People always seem pretty happy yes. out there. It is a happy place. Yeah. It is yeah. a happy place. And it's a beautiful venue. It's actually because it is um, fairly flat. It's not totally flat, but it's fairly flat. It's it's easily accessible for people to walk and, uh, you know. Follow. Lots of natural shade. Yeah. Lots of natural shade, which I think a lot of some tournaments don't have. Um, the, you know, like, for example, we were talking about Chambers Bay earlier. Yeah. There's not much shade there, but no, they got one on tree. One, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also forgot to mention that kids under the age of 17 get in free with, with an adult. Well, maybe not even with an adult. I think they just get in free, even if they come on their own. Um, and adults with either an Umqua bank card or a Regents, uh, Blue Cross with shield insurance card, get in free with that. You have to have the card. You can't just say you have one. You have to show it. And then also, if you have a veteran's card, you get in free all week. And then on Thursday, that's AAA day. So everyone with their AAA card get in free on that day. So we have a lot of um, ways to get in and, uh, if you will, crawl under the fence ways of getting in. Absolutely. To to see the show uh, without having to pay for it, which is uh, an added bit. Better. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Speaking of something wonderful, well, well besides this show, of course, uh, a part of the show is our good friend Bruce Furman with his golf tip of the week. Now, we're not traveling for this. We're just listening to Bruce's tip. So here's Bruce Furman from Langdon Farms with his golf tip of the week. Hi, this is Bruce Furman. I'm the director of instruction out at Langdon Farms Golf Club. And today's tip, I'm going to talk a little bit about your grip and, and your wrist positions. And most people that are average players have no clue. They just hold the club, whatever feels comfortable. But the face is the biggest determination of how the ball starts. So the 
wherever your face is aimed at impact, that's where the ball is going to start. And then the combination of the path, meaning the direction your club is, is going, and the face, that determines how much it's going to curve. And so how you hold the club and how your wrists are when you swing back and down are very important, and you should understand what your tendencies are. And There are three basic wrist positions at the top of the swing. There's bowed wrists, and that's somebody like John Rahm or Kepka or Morikawa. They usually have what we call a combination grip, where they have a weaker left hand, and I'm talking about a right-handed player, by the way, a weaker left hand grip and a strong right hand, and that tends to bow the wrist. And There's a lot of guys doing that right now. It's not that easy to do. I don't normally recommend everybody trying to do that, but it, it does work. And then there's what's called a flat left wrist at the top, and, and that's more of a neutral grip, and that would be somebody like Tiger or, or Adam Scott. And then there's a cupped wrist at the top, and that's usually from a strong grip, which means for a right-hander the grip is to the right, or you'll see more knuckles. Somebody like Couples has that. So how your wrists are at the top and how they come down, whether you're flexing your wrists, which means bending the palm down towards your wrist, or you're extending, raising the back of the hand toward uh, your, your forearm, those things make a big difference on how that club face comes into the ball. And so you should understand that. And if you don't, you should go see a pro and uh, make sure that you understand that and match all those things up. And then you'll play a lot better golf. Thank you, Bruce. We appreciate that. All you have to do is go to langdonfarms.com. Click over on instruction. There's a drop-down menu. You see Bruce there with his silver hair. Kind of looks like a beach boy that <laughs> just turned silver. It's all. That's all I can say. It's beautiful hair. Anyway, you can go there. You find out about that. Uh, and sign up for a lesson. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back to wrap up the show with Mark Gans, uh, Tournament Golf uh, Foundation, uh, the Portland Classic coming up 831 through 93. And uh, Mark's going to stick around for after hours because I got a few more questions for him, but we'll be right back. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at Green. I'm JT. Today we're talking with uh, Mark Gans from Tournament Golf Foundation. The Classic is coming up uh, August 31st through September 3rd. How much sleep do you get during that week? Uh, not as much as I get other times of the year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, Rick McCloskey, who's our tournament director, um, he, he, he just works almost 24-7. and you know, last year was my first year of not being on the, the sponsor side, but being on the, you know, the work yeah. side. And it is a lot of work. And there's always things that surprise you, you know, some some bump that happens that you don't expect that happens. And it can be as little as a golf cart that is used to haul water around the course breaks down, or it could be, you know, something, you know, more serious, or could be a player that gets sick. Um, and you know, you just have to attend to it and it doesn't matter what time of day or hour it could be in the middle of the night. You got to deal with it. Um, yep. because right now we're here to make sure the fans and the players have a first class experience. And 
nobody cares more about that than Rick and and his team. The uh, the um, you know we we partner very closely with the Little Bird Company, which is uh, just uh, Lynn and Monica are just amazing founders of that business, and they have been so critical in helping us build the sponsor base. But they also they pour themselves into the actual operations of the tournament. Um, because they want to make sure that all the sponsors that they've helped recruit have a great time. So they're yeah. out there and they're out there crazy hours as well. Um, and so we're, it's a great team of people that really care about this tournament and, and care about what it means to Portland. And I get, it was very humble, humbling being able to observe it last year, even as I was a part of it. Sure. Uh, I want to jump back uh, a couple of steps, Mark. Uh, how much do you think that uh, it was just a couple of weeks ago, the uh, U.S. Open, Women's U.S. Open at Pebble Beach got some fantastic TV coverage? Yes. It um, you know, they were actually a little surprised that NBC stepped up and did that uh, because they, that was not a contractual thing. They just kind of did it. Um, that and then, of course, uh, Mike won, you know, got the prize money up to what 11 12 million bucks in there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he he put the full mic on somebody there, you could say, but he did a great, fantastic job. Did have you seen a bit of um uh, inertia since that time in the interest? Yeah, I know it's it's short, it's short time yeah. spans, but. Have you seen a, any inertia towards the classic from that? Um, short answer, not at this point. It's only been a couple of weeks. Right. We'd say, uh, but I'm confident that there will be because I think that, I think people, they've seen so many men's tournaments on TV that took place at Pebble Beach. And it's kind of a, you know, the cathedral of golf. And to see that the women could play that course and, you know, could get to double digits, uh, you know, under par and, you know, that, that, that I think, I think that opens some eyes in terms yeah. of recognizing that, uh, you know, women's golf is every bit as interesting and fun to watch as men's golf. And you get to know some of these players and you realize that, you know, it's fun. I mean, watching Charlie Hull make her charge on Sunday was just fun. Yeah. I mean, and then yes, to see Allison Corpus, who's, you know, young and very much kind of a person within herself, very, um, you know, keeps a lot inside. And for her to be able to, um, you know, withstand that challenge and just stay focused and win her, not only her first LPGA tournament, but her first major. I mean, that's, that was, that was big time stuff to watch. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think the LPGA has uh, got a bright future if you just the, some of the names you just mentioned, but you've got Rosang. Uh, yeah. We talked about her in the first segment. You know, she's she's just kind of getting her balance, if you will. Yeah, uh, but but in the top 10 of every tournament she's been in. I mean, it's right, just right about getting her balance. She's like right. She's gone right from college to elite. It's yeah. almost similar to what Tiger Woods did when he made the tr transition. Right. And, you know, he'd won everything in the amateur ranks like Rose has on the women's side. And now she hits the LPGA and she's instantly in contention um, at every tournament she's played in. I just think I love that. That yeah. is so good for the game. 
Oh, absolutely it is. Um, Mark's going to stick around for after hours. We're out of regular radio time, if there is such a thing. But uh, you can catch the rest of our conversation uh, coming up. Don't forget, it's the Portland Classic coming up August 31st through September 9th. Uh, Mark, thank you for bringing us an update. And uh, maybe we can sneak one more in before the tournament. We'll see how things go. Okay. Very right. good. Thank you for having me. You betcha. We'll be back next week with another edition of Grilling at the Green. Until then, go out, play some golf, have some fun, and most importantly, be kind. Grilling at the Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved.